Question is, I guess the question is, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Good idea or a bad idea? I guess it depends on who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all, all perspective. But uh, you know, what I'm saying it's a good idea because, well, we all know players use weed to like help themselves after they get hurt or after games. It helps them relax. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. and on the other side of it, it's like. Because they're in the spotlight, they have an insurmountable set of eyes on them, and that might cause stress too. So, like, I, I think it's a good idea. It's not going to harm the league, that's for sure. And I say, and I think it's going to keep more players in the league as well instead of getting players suspended. Mm-hmm. Like uh, DeAndre, mm-hmm. I think DeAndre uh, Ayton from Phoenix this past season was suspended like 25 games for marijuana, Good. and the incident Good. with uh, Dion Waiters down in Miami, like. That could have been a nice little win streak. Miami could have been putting up if Dion would have been, you know, in the game instead of suspended because of that. So, once you look at it that way, like I don't, I don't see any harm, no harm, no uh, foul. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't see it as a bad thing for sure. I mean, the NBA is finally catching up with the rest of the world. The NBA is finally catching up with the rest of the world in terms of making it okay. Even though technically it's still on their list of things, but if you're not testing for it, you know, it's whatever. But if you're not testing for it, as long as players don't go overboard with it, you know, as long as players don't go overboard with it, you know, smoking at halftime and getting too lit before the game, I think it's all right. I don't, I don't think they're harming anything. Same thing, you know. I I don't think it's going to hurt anything later on down the road. Now, I I do believe that if they are going to do it, uh, depending on how you know the schedule plays out this year, you know, with COVID and everything, uh, try to give them like a maybe like a two three clean like two three day cleanse in between. Depending, like I said, depending on how spaced out they are, Um, but try to not do it 
like day of or day before, yeah. if that's possible. Yeah. Uh, the same thing like like Marcus was saying, you know, it, it just stress relievers. So I mean, whatever, whatever it is for those guys to kind of help recuperate and you know relieve stress with all the stuff going on in the world, uh, I'm down for it. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. Um, all the people I'm really worried about, I'm really worried about is JR. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't know how I don't he's going to utilize that when it comes to being reliable or making the shot, knowing what time it is on the shot clock, all that different stuff. He didn't need to smoke. You know, mix that with the hitting. You know, it's like, jeez, oh, man. I don't know, man. Some players in the league. I don't know, man. I feel like they need to still have that clause intact. But hey, look, um, that might unlock a vote for Jr. He might drop thirty for the Never know. I really think this is the best season, season, season ever. Rehabilitation, rehabilitation for the uh, for athletes. The, uh, um, athletes. I know they do use. Um, I know they do use. <clears throat> Um, like um, ice baths. Like the what is that thing where they get in the ice chamber or something like that? When they get in, you know what I'm talking about. Where it's in the right chamber, yeah, yeah, the chamber, yeah, something like that. All these different pills, all these different pills. I feel like you know, this is a little bit more of a healthier drug to help relax the muscles and recuperate when it comes to that stuff. There's actually a lot of good studies about it. That's not also bad. Always so bad. Always so bad when it comes to stuff like that. But you use it properly. You use it properly. Everything will work out, and I think we'll be in good hands. NBA will be in good hands. Um. I guess that's a segue to uh, the next topic when it comes to Russell Westbrook and going to the Wizards and John Wall going to Houston. Now, there's a lot of interesting things that's been happening this week about this these two teams, um, especially when it comes to James Harden. But I guess for the topic itself, do you think it was a good move? Who got better? Who do you think is going to make some noise? What y'all think? Honestly, I think it's a wash, honestly. In terms of that particular trade, I honestly don't think either team got any better, either team got any worse. Um, if you ask me, uh, I guess Washington got the, the slight edge just because Westbrook uh, is a little less injury prone than John Wall is. But honestly, to me, I don't see either one as a huge difference maker. Um, unless they add other pieces around them to really change the dynamics of the team, uh, I don't feel like flip-flopping point guards in this instance is really going to make a big difference, honestly. Um, Houston, without James Harden, is not going to be a playoff team. Uh, Washington, even with uh, even with Bill uh, and Westbrook, I still don't see them as a playoff team. Maybe a fringe seven eight seed, but to me, honestly, I don't think either one of those is breaking news. I mean, they're they're big names, yeah, but in terms of impact to those teams, I don't think it's breaking news to be honest. I agree with you. It's it's the watch. Both teams are going to be trash. Um, I will say, damn, this trash. It's great trash. Trash can. At, first of all, James Harden, he he's a walking bucket. We can all agree here, he's a walking bucket. Sure. But now that Westbrook's gone, he doesn't really have any help. And 
Rockets are still built under D'Antoni's system, so they have nothing but small ball. They did sign DeMarcus Cousins, but he's so injury prone. Can you really count on him to be a dominant uh, Two centerpiece? Yeah. So that Houston's just done. Only way they can get to the playoffs at this point is if James Harden averages 45 like Wilt. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Only way that's gonna happen. That's what he's been doing. That's still not enough. That's what he's been doing. That's still not enough. So. Don't get me started. Now, in the East, Washington ain't nothing gonna change for them. Yes, Westbrook was an upgrade, like Corey said, but it's it's the the East is pretty stacked too, especially with KD and Kyrie coming back this year, and you know Boston's gonna come up. So I don't. I don't see either one of these moves. I don't see the moves making any kind of difference on either team. They're both going to be trash. They're both going to be potential lottery picks come 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's a strong word. <laughs> it's a very strong That's word. That's a strong word. But I agree with you. After the move, and considering all the moves that other teams have made, like, can you really look at either Houston or Washington as presently constructed and say they are at least a playoff team this year. Like, they'll make some noise in the playoffs. Can you honestly say that? Um, If James Harden stays there, I honestly think that they have the opportunity to make the playoffs. Are they going to make – are they going to make noise? That's the big question. <laughs> sure. No, so. no, seriously. If James Harden stays and John Wall looks the way he looks, I hear, I hear I no noise. <laughs> okay, now. Now, are they going to do make up first round? I don't know. We don't know how healthy everyone is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chad, what you think? Fair enough. I, I, I give it 15 games before Russell Westbrook punches Bradley Beal in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either, right? I think either, 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 either I think way, either way, it's going to be. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not even going to lie, it's it's going to there's going to be a fight down in Washington. Uh, I'm excited to see it though. You know, because I, I was well, I was at the Thunder. I was at the Thunder Hornets game. Yeah, Westbrook hit the hit the, hit the ref in the back of the head with the ball. Yeah, like I, I I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's something like that's going to happen, and I'm so excited. Um, me, me and Marcus just talked about this the other day. It, it depends on what John Wall you get uh, for who's going to have the edge. Yeah, you know. But the thing, the thing is with Russ going to Washington is there's he can't drop triple doubles like he wants to and stay consistent in the East. Um, but like I said, if John Wall can stay healthy and you get like his first two to three years that he came into the league back. I, I think Houston can have the upside of that trade. But as of right now, it's probably like a dead even. Maybe Washington has a step above just for Westbrook's talent. Now, when it comes to Westbrook and Beal, I'm just not quite sure how it's going to mesh. Just because, for one, Westbrook is a very dominant player that likes to spread mm-hmm. the ball around. Not all of his, like, his team around him is not that good besides Bill. And on top of that, 
James Harden is nowhere, I mean, Bradley Bill is nowhere near as good as a score as, you know, I mean, Bradley Bill isn't as much as good as a score than John James Harden. So, I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out because, I mean, you got the rookie from last year. I, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, the Japanese player, half black, half Japanese. Um, and you got Brian. Yeah, uh-huh. You're like, what was this? You got three people that start that you don't know. For real. Long story short. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel that. Yeah. And, pa- and then your pat, and then he likes to pass the ball and facilitate, get everybody involved, and you know what I'm saying. I think he's gonna get frustrated of how trash that supporting cast is. So um, I feel like that's gonna be a whole other thing too, unless he just gets everybody, you know, better. And they come up with something to uh, a game plan to for something that worked, but I just think that James Harden has a better team. But this is just a segue um, to another topic. All this stuff that James Harden is doing right now, do y'all agree with it? Like all these antics that he's throwing and doing outside of uh, his profession in his personal life to get out of there. Is that cool? You think that's good? Look? No. Man, it's just the new normal. I mean, this is what players and across all sports are starting to do. The stars, when when they want out, like, they can force their way out. Um, in 2020, 2021, contracts no longer mean anything. Um, guarantees, the years on the contract means nothing. When you're done and when you want out, all you got to do is act a fool and you get what you want. So that's exactly what this man's doing, acting a fool, which, shoot, I don't blame him. Go ahead, hit the strip club, do what you want to do. Uh, and he, he's going to get the trade he wants. Um, I don't know if he's going to end up in Brooklyn, like he's asking, um, but at the end of the day, he's going to get what he wants because – He's not gonna play. He made it very clear he's not gonna play for Houston, so he's a wasted asset right now. So they gotta move. They got to. So yeah, that that's the way athletes act these days, and it is what it is. I can't blame him for as ugly as it looks from the outside looking in. He's within his rights to do that. You know what I mean? That's how the contracts are written. You can force your way out. That was probably the funniest picture I've ever seen in my entire life. Bro, him in the club, like, I had to double take it on who it was, bro, but I was dying yeah. when I saw that picture. Yeah. <laughs> James Harden is legendary for that, especially in Houston. Right. Um, he's, he has his jersey retired at Honor okay. Strip Club. Oh, like, it's, like, it's literally retired. I'm like, no, player, right? No, yeah, no. Okay, the top of the pole. that he goes there literally five days out the week. Even on game, you know what I'm saying? When he's home, and it's like his pregame ritual. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, I think Sixers will be a good move for him, a good spot. Him and Joel and B, they got a lot of good pieces around it, too. Um, and then I also heard stories about the Bucks and the Heat. So he's being a little bit more lenient. This is just today. Like, I heard this stuff today. Um, he's interested in going to the Bucks and the Heat. He, he's interested. They, correct, I don't know if they're correct, interested in, in him, but he's interested. I just feel like as a sure. marketing aspect, the way you should mm-hmm. go about it, let's show up the training camp. <clears throat> <laughs> and then from there, 
I mean, show your professionalism, show all that stuff. I mean, but he's James Harden. So it doesn't matter. I mean, he averaged 38 the past three years, so it is what it is. Well, what about that, that trade, though, that Simmons for Harden? What do y'all think about that? I'm curious. Is that so far, to me, that's the only one that's actually made sense and seems like it's actually kind of possible. If Simmons picks his jumper, I think it would be okay moving. But other than that, I, I, I don't see – I see – I mean, Philadelphia's still wins regardless. Yeah. Philadelphia yeah, wins. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. that. No, you're good. I, 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 I have nothing else to say. I, you know me, Marcus. I'm not, I'm not a real big Ben Simmons fan. Uh, just because of what I mean, you, you came out of college or wherever he came from. You know, expected to be this almighty god out in Philly, shooting bricks. I, I mean, it, it's just I haven't been a big fan of him. And you know, every time I see, every time I see a video of him improving his jumper, it, it, it doesn't translate into the game, and it, it just. I, I just haven't been a fan of him, so. So, uh, like you said, Philly's going to win either way because you get James Harden plus either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. Now, if I'm Houston, I low-key would kind of hold out for Joel Embiid. The only red flag is Joel Embiid's health. And the reason I say Joel Embiid is because Ben, I have a feeling no matter where Ben Simmons goes, he's not going to work on his jump shot whatsoever. I just feel like at this point in his career, it's just something he's like, it's something. Yeah, it's, it's in the mind. Yeah, it's his mindset. Like, he's just not going to shoot jump shots. And he's going to continue to average, what, 16 to 20 something points a game. Usually, usually it's like 17 or 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's not going to. I feel like Ben Simmons is going to be one of those players that had all that hype. And only did so much and was able to carry his team so far. So I feel like if I'm Houston, I'm going I'm gonna wait out for Joel and B. But if I'm James Harden and I want a championship ring, Philly ain't the place. Brooklyn. It's so hard to get there though. Like what they would have to give up would be one of two of those superstars. Just uh, just just salary cap wise. James Harden is supposed to make forty five million dollars this year. So salary cap wise, they need to give well, logically speaking, I heard it'll be Spencer Didwitty, Chris uh Chris um and future picks, but that still isn't a good enough trade for for James Harden, so Brooklyn doesn't want to budge because they either want – I mean, Houston doesn't want to budge because they either want KD or Kyrie. No. They're not going to do that. So it's going to be tough to get to Brooklyn. That's why yeah. nothing's happened. Well, if I'm Houston, um, you got to come down, come down to earth with the rest of us and understand you're not going to get KD or Kyrie. I don't care what – James Harden could be averaging 45. Just the fact of KD and Kyrie together as a package here, James Harden himself is not going to – nobody's going to want to blow that up for the attention of this. And then, like, if I'm Brooklyn, if there's an opportunity to get James Harden, anything short of Kyrie, KD, Jared Allen, and Joe Harris, 
Give it to him for James Harden. I don't care. You you send the farm if you got to. Because those three together, those three together, no matter who's – James Harden has already proved that he can stay healthy. So, at least one of the three of your superstars is going to be there, and it just so happened to be somebody that can average 36. <laughs> yeah. So, you can have James Harden holding – they're gonna need a bench though. They're gonna need. They're gonna need a bench. I mean, great. They still got Jamal Crawford. I, I was about to say. I, I forgot about him. They got Jake crossover too. Yeah. If I'm Brooklyn, keep Jamal and Levert and all the people I name. Ship everybody else. We'll be good. Yeah. I'll be the first one to say right now though. I honestly don't. I'll be the first one to say right now though. I honestly don't think how hard it KD okay. and Kyrie team will work. Uh, I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think it'll work. Uh, that's the most yeah. ball dominant players we would ever see on the court. It's literally like an all star team. One team. I don't think it could work. There's not enough balls to go around. Yeah, it's an all star squad, literally. I mean, but too much one. Too much one on one. Too much ball control. The likes of Kawhi and Paul George, and then LeBron and AD out west. If saying they make it to the finals. The thing is, there's too many ISO. There's too many. I'm not even worried about the Clippers. Number one. Like James Harden is the number one yes. ISO ball player. You got Kyrie, number two ISO ball player. Kyrie is number KD, two. He likes to he ISOs depending on the situation. He likes to, yeah, yeah, but he's still up there. He's top five. Like, there's no really like facilitator yeah. to be like, okay, I'm gonna give you the ball. I'm gonna give you the ball. I'm a, I'm gonna get you going first, and then. Get my right, nah. They, I understand what Corey's saying. Like, I don't know. I mean, the past couple years, James Harden has averaged what more than seven, eight assists, and then one season he led the league in assists while averaging 30 plus. Totally agree. Yep, James Harden can't has proven to be a facilitator. You have him at the point, move Kyrie to the two because it's clear that he's not a full potential point guard, but James Harden can do that. And then you got KD who can literally play three, uh, the third through the fifth spot whenever needed. And then you know he's a walking bucket whenever he wants to get the bucket. So if you play, if, if they're able to make that work that way, then I think they'll be all right as far as taking on the Lakers. And we'll see. But yeah, that's a solid point. Very solid point. Um, yeah. I'm so sick of it, it'll be a playoff team, season, but I tell you like, though, I'm I'm so sick of hearing Harden's regular season stats. Like I don't care. He can average fifty and ten. I don't care. Every year, for almost four or five straight years, we've seen yeah, the playoffs. You gotta understand. You gotta understand what Harden is up against every year. And the teams, like small ball is not it. Like small ball is, but you need a stretch four that can shoot. Like everybody, everybody under. They started everyone that's under six six, under the oh, oh, uh, like to play the Lakers. Yeah, that was a terrible idea. I mean, they got one game out of it but still. Well, it, it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna put it on coaching. I'm sorry. As good as that man is, I can't. I put some of it on coaching. Man, like you need somebody nah, gotta that's gonna be a stretch player. forward to, to get that ball moving. And to 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 grab a rebound, something like they out rebounded them that whole series. Second chance, yeah. like 
everything that they were trying yeah. to do, it wasn't working. They literally had to not miss a shot for them to for them to yeah. even try to get another game out of it. Exactly. But it is too big. And now that Harden sees that, small ball works yeah. for certain occasions, not all occasions. Because when you got a big team that can run with you yeah. and defend, question. nah, it ain't going to work. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm definitely looking forward to the season, and uh, which starts on Friday. Yeah, Season starts Friday. Uh, well, tomorrow. I'm talking yeah, Friday. Like, coming soon. I got a question next week. for y'all. I just thought about What's up? So, given the current situation in Houston, What's like up? What's you up? said, they need a big, a stretch big, whether it's like before or the fifth spot. I made a suggestion on an episode on our show the week earlier this year saying that if Houston wants to keep James Harden, then they need to make a power move like trading for somebody the likes of Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. With, how y'all feel about that? Do y'all think that could work? You think James would say if they can pull that off? I would think so. I, yeah. My opinion. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, saying no, I think something like that would work. Number one, I think everybody sees they never should have got rid of Clint Capella. Uh, I know he wasn't a stretch, but you could see the difference having a real big man made in that team. And so having a big man that could shoot, oh, yeah, that would most definitely make a difference for sure. For sure. Yeah, whether yeah. they're gonna do something like that, I don't know if they yeah. have the assets to make it happen. Yeah, whether they're gonna do yeah. something like that, I don't know if they have the assets to make it happen. Uh, but yeah, no they could definitely, they could definitely. Just one last thing, Rod, try to keep James Harden, and if he still wants to leave after you get Cat, you got John Wall and Cal Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. so you're still gonna sure. be there. You still be straight for sure. Yeah. A contender. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, he's right. but. Y'all saw those pictures, though. He was out of there. His mind's made up. He's out of there. Gone. Oh, man. Um, But as we... Exactly. Basketball's the last Um, thing in that man's mind. As we're getting up to another topic, man, we're going to go a little boxing. Um, I know a few weeks ago, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones had an exhibition match. Um, A lot of decent undercards and... (laughs) Some familiar undercards um, that were that were attending that exhibition and fought as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the fight, but I'm sure you guys saw previews of it. Uh, I thought it was very interesting um, to see legends like that back in the ring. Um, how'd y'all feel about the fight and all the other fights that participated? That night as well too. Uh, I'll let y'all have the floor. Get y'all. Nope. I'm. I'm still for it. I'm still waiting for Nate Robinson to wake up. Bro, exactly. I seen him. I seen him nah, twitching. I don't think he woke up yet, bro. I'm. I'm sorry, bro. But you, you go from NBA star at five foot six, dunking basketballs, to getting beat by a YouTuber. Like what I want you to do, bro, is just take your whole career, put it in the toilet, and flush it, and don't worry about coming back. <laughs> Anything else after that? It's just like no, because no, because you. I mean, you were literally a walking man at this point. Yeah, you you you're not gonna get through anything in life without being yo. Ain't you that dude that got knocked out by that YouTuber, yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's literally that's what you're going to be known for for the rest of your life. And I watched, so I mean, speaking of Mike Tyson, I watched the highlights. I mean, I'm not paying to watch boxing. I'm watching two old dudes fight. It's like, I can go do that at my family reunion. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, bro. It literally looked like you, you know your two drunk uncles that walked in and thought that they were bigger and they started fighting. Nah, but uh, I saw I saw I saw the hits. Uh, it was a little too much grabbing for me, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I saw I saw way too much grabbing, and you know I I know Tyson can still hit hard even at what he's what 55, 54, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that dude still can knock you out in one punch. So the fact that you was grabbing that man to equal it in a draw because you were so scared just showed that you shouldn't even have stepped into the ring that night. And I said, I didn't watch it, but I still think Tyson got the win. I don't think it should have been a draw at all. Tyson landed too many good punches. Now, I don't know how boxing scored. I don't know if it scored off hits, off misses, off how much time you stand in the ring. I really don't know how it's all scored. But the way that I looked at it, Tyson landed more punches. He had more solid punches. Um, and I think that he amply, you know, held the ring down more. For sure. For sure. What y'all think about it? Uh, you want me to go forward or you good? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, you got it. Uh, I'm, like Chad, I was not paying for that. That's it ain't worth it. however much it was. I wasn't paying for that. I want to see a real fight, but uh, I think it was good for. I think it was good for a sense of boxing, like stuff like this did get people talking, because um, we've been craving a good. Uh, we've been craving something, something different from boxing, because like the past few years, outside of what, what a handful of fights, like boxing hasn't really been what it used to be. So. In that way, it was good. Uh, but overall, like that, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones probably weren't the best two to go with. I would have picked some two other people, but I mean, it is what it is. And as far as that, uh, that Nate Robinson knockoff, yeah, no business being in the ring anyway. Like, if you would have seen, yeah, that's crazy. If you would have seen the videos that, uh, what's it, it was Jake, it's Jake Paul, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seeing the videos he was putting out of him training compared to what Nate was doing, nah, so he Nate shouldn't have wanted that smoke. But it is what it is. He was talking mess, got laid out. Now look at you, I mean, man, it was worse than that. But hey, honestly though, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I mean, I, it, watching that fight, Marcus, Marcus will get me on this one, bro. It kind of looked like 2015. You know, we brought Plankin back. You know, because he, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, he, I mean, he hit the floor, and, and there was no, I mean, he, that man was not moving. Out. <laughs> so, now the thing about it, so I actually watched the fight. Um, I went to a, a bar to watch it. The fight was like literally on my birthday, so I went out and went to some bar and we watched the fight. And me watching, I was going with the Nate Robinson fight. I was actually rooting for Nate. I don't think everyone that was it, like, people were rooting for Nate. Um, I thought Jake Paul was kind of arrogant. I knew he was bigger, but I'm watching, like, Nate train and, and all the, granted, I didn't expect much. 
but I thought it would just be like a solid fight. I didn't think any knockouts were going to happen. I just thought it was going to be a solid fight. Right. Um, and I'm watching him train. I'm just like, damn, like he kind of look good. Like he doing like creed type shit training. You know what I'm saying? So I'm watching right. he running. He said he running five, six miles a day. I'm like, all right, he looking shape. He in boxing shape. He over here doing all this. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I watched the interview of like his trainers and everybody talk about it. Like, yeah, we gonna get him ready. Um, I want to see how I train. Uh, another professional athlete to do something else in a professional sport, and I think we did a good job. And I'm just like, wow, okay. Second round, first round was rocky. First round, everybody looked solid. They both looked kind of rusty. And I was like, okay, Nate may have something. You know, he had a couple punches. And the second round came, and it was just a wrap. I don't know what Jake did, but he just said, let me stop playing. Right. <laughs> and just started, wham, wham. And then I don't know if Nate wasn't prepared for it. But that was that was it. And that was it. He hit him with that one-two punch and knocked him on the back of his head, and he was dead. I thought he was dead. I literally thought he was dead. <laughs> Watching it live, I was like, Nate, we just witnessed some murder right in front of our eyes. And um, I, I felt bad, but I was like, damn, mate. I was like, damn. I was actually rooting for you, but, hey, I had to get props where it was due. And that's what happened. But, sheesh. The Mike Tyson fight, watching that was very impressive for one reason. And for two reasons, actually. I thought it was interesting because we haven't seen him fight since 2005. Um, don't know how old everyone is here, but um, I was probably 25 and 2005, I was like 14, so I didn't really understand what was going on at that time, but I kind of knew, but didn't understand his greatness, um, especially in the 90s, <clears throat> how he dominated and everything like that. And Roy Jones Jr. is a really good boxer, too, a lot of people sleep on him as well. But watching those two guys was very – I will. I was very impressed. I was very impressed um, because they still got the moves. They still got the power in them. Um, Mike Tyson is still a dog. Like, watching him train, he did all that, like, in the ring. Like, all the, uh, the highlights that y'all saw, he was doing that throughout the whole fight. That's why I'm so – I mean, Roy Jones had a few good blows, but he was polished. Mike Tyson was polished. That's why I'm so weirded out on how that was a draw. Um, I'm curious to see them fight again. Uh, I know uh, Mike, Mike Tyson is talking about maybe fighting Holyfield in an exhibition. Um, so that would be interesting too, because uh, he said he wants to fight. Like now he, he got that out of the way, he wants to get back in it. I, I mean, <laughs> good luck with that. I mean, Michael be Michael be fine. I ain't gonna lie. I saw some of the highlights and I heard people talking about it. Some people were saying like he went if he would have squint, it was like old Mike Tyson, and if he would have yeah. caught Roy in one of them moments where he was like going back to old Mike, like Roy would have been done. 
he was one hit away. He was this close from, from getting knocked on the ground, one punch. But Roy kind of ducked it. But he almost got him a couple yeah, times. Roy felt it coming. That's why he was grabbing the whole night, too. Like, he wasn't trying to do all that. He was just trying to make it through the fight clean, yeah. not get knocked out. He did. He acted like he didn't even want to hurt Mike that bad, honestly. No, he wasn't trying to look like Nate. Yeah. He wasn't trying to look like Nate. Because he knew. I had a free link. Shout out to my homeboy. Uh, I had a free link to it because uh, I was not about to pay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it. I, I watched the naked knocked out. Yeah, exactly. So there was one. There was one round where yeah. Mike mm-hmm. caught him good and hit him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And Roy was holding his head like the whole time and it was like, yeah. like it was bothering him. Yeah. And ever since then, he yeah. wasn't trying yeah. to. He wasn't trying yeah. to get hit like that again. So he was trying to survive. But that next hit in the head, yeah. he was going to be like, hey, 8.2. Yeah, no, nah, for real. After that, he's like, oh, oh, this is for real? 2.0. Like, oh, it's not just for charity? Like, nah, Mike's not playing. Nah, he wasn't playing at all. But in other news, um, so Mayweather's come out of retirement to fight Logan Paul. February twentieth. That's official. See, Mike doesn't start stuff now. now. Mike doesn't start stuff now. Mike doesn't start stuff now. No, it's not that, bro. It's, it's literally bro. the Paul brothers just want more money. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah, all it is. I mean, no, granted, like I said, Nate Robinson ain't really worth nothing, like money wise. But Mayweather, bro, like out of all people. And he's fighting his older brother. And I'm like, now, now, don't, I didn't even know he was a now, don't get me wrong. Lo, lo, I've seen Logan fight. I, Jake Paul only care about Logan. I've actually seen him fight. That dude, he, he's nice. He's got swift movement and he's got some power behind him because he, you know, he lifts a lot. Okay. But why would you, why would you choose Mayweather? <laughs> the greatest. Hey, that, bro, that, that's, that's all I want to know, bro. Because you're going to end up. Slump, like you said, money girl. He's stupid. That's why he told me what to do. The richest man in the world. Yeah. Now, 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 okay. Here, I'm I'm gonna throw a question to you guys. Ready? This is this is gonna be the ultimate deciding factor of what's gonna happen during this fight. Does Mayweather lose for the money? I think he was gonna get more money if he won. No, it's it's not that. It's you gotta you gotta understand what I'm saying. You want the world is going to want the Paul brother to win. Is Floyd going to take him? I doubt it. I think for one, I think for one, um, Floyd Mayweather. I was about to say, yeah, this man has the biggest ego in the world. world. (laughs) He, like, he does not, first of all, he came out of retirement. To go fifty and zero, he retired at forty nine and zero. He came out of retirement just to prove a point to get to that fifty. Wasn't that fiftieth win though against Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor, yeah. That's correct. correct. Yeah, but like, bro, okay, but, but, but that's the thing though. Like, he, he didn't step into the octagon and let McGregor put him in a scissor choke and choke him out on national TV. <laughs> well, the thing about it is Conor McGregor called him out. I he said I will be Mayweather in his own match. That's why he came out. So Mayweather was minding his business. Yeah. 
But Conor McGregor was like, hey, I want to fight you in boxing. And what's up? So that's why that whole thing started. I don't think Mayweather, no. I know Mayweather didn't antagonize that to happen. He was just getting called out. Um, but is he going to lose to a YouTuber? No, no, no. He's not taking, he's not taking his pride. No, he don't care about, he care about his pride more than that money. And, and especially not to know YouTuber. Okay, so, 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 so I'll just leave it at that. So scratch an L because you know you don't you don't want the YouTubers' fame to get shot. Does it end in a draw? No, no way. I don't know, man. The way they the way they uh the way they judged um this last fight. Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't think it's gonna end no. in an L for Mayweather. But it made us end in, it may end in a Trust draw me. to help Trust everybody. Me. For, for, for Paul, it but, doesn't matter about the fame, it doesn't matter about the record. Only thing that matters is this is about to be the biggest check he's ever gonna see in his life. Win, lose, or draw. This check that he's about to get from fighting Mayweather, it doesn't matter. He can never make another YouTube video ever again. This check he's about to get right now off this fight, he never seen so many zeros, I promise you. Ridiculous. He never seen so many zeros. Oh yeah. For sure. That's all that matters. Sure. I'll call out Mayweather too. He can knock me out. Um, hands behind my back for that shit. Trust me. <laughs> Facts, bro. Trust me. Right? Right, right, please. Right here, right here, right here. Big, lay one no, on I'm not even going to yeah, put my hands behind my back. I'm just going to let you punch me. Yeah, it's not going to be too much of a fight. Yeah. It's just going to be like, you can hear, I'll take one punch. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Mike Tyson. I don't know if I can take a punch. Nah. I'll take a punch from Mayweather. Bro. Nah, Tyson. <laughs> no, Mike, Mike, bro. Tyson. You're not gonna live to make the money. Mike, spend that money. Bro, that's all. Right. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Mike Tyson could bite my ear off as long as I have at least eight zeros behind that whatever numbers in front. I will lose my ear. I'm okay with it. Nah. I'm not taking no kind of punch from Mike Tyson. Hey, what you mean, bro? He got the dentures in now. You know, you fit. He got the dentures in. You might need to go even worse. It's not gonna be that smooth bite. Nah, I I don't do it. Nah, I'll take that hit from Mayweather for a couple of instead of getting, you know, a level. Yeah, being in a coma for <laughs> ever. <laughs> exactly. Three years. Forever. I'm good on that, though. Like, I got kids. I can't all be right, in a coma. All right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you in a prediction real quick. Because, you know, me and Marcus, we like, we like to throw hard questions out. Joe knows this more than anybody. Uh, so, speaking of the late, great Kimbo Slice. You taking a hit from Kimbo or you taking a hit from Tyson? You can you can't you can't leave. You gotta take a hit from one. You gotta take a hit from one. Oh yeah, no, no. Damn, Kimbo? Damn, Kimbo? Damn, Kimbo? Damn, Kimbo? I've seen people die. Yeah, no, literally on YouTube. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. That's that's why that's why I'm saying you taking Kimbo or you taking Tyson, bro. Because either way, you either gonna be dead or in a coma. And that, that you're gonna come, you're gonna be awake in 20 years. I'll take that Tyson punch. Tyson, like, he's got a box, he's got like a boxer punch. Kimbo, he's got a street fighter punch. This is different. 
if it isn't from a from <laughs> taking a punch from a boxer and a street fighter. Yeah. This man Kimbo yeah. don't care about your life. But but I'm oh, okay. Okay. Nah, right, I'm gonna make it a little, a little bit harder for you then. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> no, no no gloves. Straight fist. I need a glove, bro. Bro, nah. <laughs> I, I, I need a glove, bro. Because <laughs> if you take out no. the glove of Tyson, that's just as hard as Kimbo. I mean, uh, Kimbo. <laughs> Uh, no, you can't write me a check big enough. I'm sorry. Nah, I, I, I want to live a slightly longer. I like. It. Yeah. Slightly longer. No, because that's gonna I'm that's good. gonna be your last day. Yeah, yeah. Last I mean, day. either way, I mean, you want to kill me? I already get shot by a gun. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna feel like. Yo, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna answer for you guys. Straight fist. I'm taking Tyson in the gut. I will puke. Of whatever's in my stomach oh, we're for the next about seven days. Punches? We're talking about beat. No, you gotta get hit in the face. Yo, yo, what? Yo, hey, you guys didn't ask where you was getting hit. That changes the I'm game. I'm taking it in the gut. We all thinking right hook. Uh, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all thinking that y'all oh, gonna die? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, nah, he can break some ribs. I'm straight. I'm taking it straight in the gut. If we're talking about gut punches, Tyson. Go ahead, right here, left side. And still, Kimba. I'm good with Kimba. I'm good with Kimba. Just because. Bro, I'm, he's slightly bigger saw, than Tyson. He's slightly bigger than Tyson. Bro, I saw that jail fight that Kimbo had on the yard. And that still, bro, I saw the ripple of that man's gut after he punched him. Yeah. I'm good. That's, that's at least like one. I mean, one punch, you're going to lose a lung and this entire side of your ribcage. Yeah, and I'm okay. I heard that dude die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro! Yeah. I feel like any, I feel like yeah, he wasn't able honestly, to bro, I feel like anybody's anybody's like any, anybody's like face body that Kimbo's hands touched is either six feet under or still in the hospital. I, I totally agree. Like, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, but yeah, man, we gonna get on to another subject. Um, this year has been kind of crazy. Uh, of course, with all the different things happening with COVID and sports cancellations and delays, everything. Um, what's going to be the topic of going to the next year? Um, I guess what's the storyline going on to the next year? Like the biggest storyline that I think everyone's going to talk about going into the next year of 2021. Sports wise, like NBA, sports. Yeah, you can say anything. Sports. I'll take this real quick. Honestly, uh, yeah, got, go ahead. Got to be college sports. Uh, man, they're losing so much money. Um, when you talk about March Madness, you talk about the National Football Championship in jeopardy right now. Uh, it's got to be college sports. And if they're not making any money, that's going to change the whole landscape of how athletes look at, you know, making that jump from college to the pros. Um, if you're not making any money off these college games, you might as well jump straight from high school and go straight to the pros where they are making money despite all the stuff going, going on. So, yeah, man, I think that's going to be the biggest storyline with all these cancellations they've had so far, um, all these different conferences handling things totally differently. Uh, yeah, college sports is going to be something to watch next year for sure. Yeah, college sports is going to be something to watch next year for sure. I agree. 
So, so the, the one thing that I was kind of looking at, uh, yes, was college sports, but it's also uh, fans of money. Because, you know, you, you pay these guys, you know, millions of dollars. You have millions and billions of dollars to run this team. But you don't, you're not getting any revenue back. And I think I think that is hurting a lot of a lot of things with some teams. Because I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. You're letting in a few thousand people here and there. Tickets are sixty dollars. You you're making you know sixty thousand dollars. That's cool. But you're losing so many fans by not allowing them to come back. Now I understand COVID is terrible. You know, you don't want to get COVID. But it also makes the atmosphere for the players to hear the cheering. You know, I don't want I don't want to play forty eight minutes on a football field and hear you know an automated cheer. Been the new norm though. And same thing with basketball, man. It, it is. And, like, same thing with basketball. I mean, yeah, you hear – you got your teammates cheering on the sideline, man. But you know how awkward it is to hear a shoe squeaking across the floor by yourself? I mean, and it's just like, you know, you can't – there's no excitement from a dunk, an alley-oop. No. There's just nothing there. And I feel like that's also impacting a lot of players. Um, now, granted, like I said, you know, everything's about money. Everything's about money. It doesn't really matter. You'll play, you'll play by yourself against yourself. You know, you do a half court by yourself. You know, if you have to, if the money's right. But the way that I see it is, fans are also sucking out a lot of life from sports. From sports. You know, that that's just that's just my personal opinion of what's going to happen going into next year. Totally agree. What you think? Totally agree. What you think? So, so the biggest storyline is going to be more than likely how to keep sports going and also prevent spreading it. Um, as we saw this past season, the NBA was able to work it out with the bubble idea. MLB was able to finish their season with, um, I'm not sure how many games, but very few games postponed. Um, NBA lost a lot of money, but they were able to finish the season, which kind of Help them out a little bit. And as we see now, college football and uh, the NFL are struggling with containment and trying to get it worked out to, to the point where they can play their sport but also getting people, without people getting infected mm-hmm. from coronavirus. So that's, that's going to be something to look out for. I will say that the MLB and the NBA will be under uh, the close, eye, uh, close watching of the NFL for the simple fact that they've – they had the bubble idea for the NBA, and it worked. So we're going to see how what they do this year in terms of how they set it up to where fans can still come to the games, but also they're keeping everybody safe to where they have no, almost no positive tests. Because at this point, 100%, uh, 100%, like, keeping it out of, like, the locker room or whatever is just not going to happen. You don't know who people come in contact with or whatever, but the goal is to, like, minimize as many outbreaks as as possible to get through the season. So I think that's what's going to be the top storyline is just containment and working through it for every league. 
not just the NBA and the NFL, just every league, college, professional, for sure. amateur. For sure. I think whatever. the biggest hit, like you, uh, you know, Corey was saying, is the amateur sports. Um, you know, their future has been kind of tainted when it came to drafts, when it came to their exposure, all that different thing. So hopefully as we go on to next year, things get better. Um, you know, they try to find a better system on how to keep everything going and proceed. And I think they are. Um, I think with the TV contracts and how everything the streaming and all these things are happening, it's too much money to lose. Um, they're willing, they're not willing, they're willing to lose certain money when it comes to the fans, but those TV contracts, they're not willing to lose. And the TV contracts are not willing to give it up. So they're going to make sure they find a way to do the best they can to keep these um, games in motion. So um, I believe they'll have a good um, system in place to continue our thriving um, sports for 2021. Um, and that being said, as we're talking about amateur sports, let's talk about college football for for a few minutes, um, about the college ranking, um, who's going to make the playoffs, who you think is going to sneak in, and who's going to win the national championship. Like, this year has been really different, but um, I want to get y'all insight real quick on that. Oh, give me one second. I'm about to pull up the, Whoever's ready. the rankings right now. I mean, I'm say, I, I mean, I'm not a big college football guy, but I, I know I got I got a few insight here and there. Um, and I do. I, before we before we get off this thing, I do want to ask y'all a question. Uh, before we get off, this can be after this. I'm just I have a, just a curiosity. Um, but looking at it, so. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence getting COVID, uh, he is he has definitely looked completely different. True, um, and you you can definitely tell he's. It's I don't know if it's fatigue or if it's a mindset or an ego thing, but he he is definitely kind of, in my opinion, kind of dropped off in skill, just a tad. I'm I'm not like I said, I, I don't like I, said, I don't watch a lot of college football but um national championship um if I don't know if this can happen or not I think it can uh but Ohio State and Alabama will be the two teams if that like I said if that's a possibility to pull I don't know how the ranking system works uh that's who I see going I mean, Justin Fields has been putting on a tear in Ohio State, and I, I definitely see uh, him going far with that team. You know, of course, Alabama, Nick Saban. That's like an every year thing, bro. It's, I mean, that was literally like the last twenty years with New England. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, New England's in the playoffs again. Whoopie, pretty much. And that's just how I see it. I mean, but I, I really see. Um, Ohio State kind of squeaking Ohio in and definitely making a name for themselves this year. No debate on that. Okay. So I'm I'm looking. Uh, well, I'm looking at the standings right now, and Alabama's number one, Notre Dame's number two, Clemson's three, and Ohio State's four. Mm-hmm. 
for I watched a few games this season. I can't say I've been following it that closely this year because of COVID and everything. A lot of games early in the season got canceled, and I got I kind of got irritated, was kind of fed up with the NCAA. But from what I have seen, I would put my money on Alabama beating Ohio State in the playoffs, and then Notre Dame beating Clemson, and Alabama and Notre Dame end up in the national championship, and on the back of Najee Harris, I think Alabama wins another title. <laughs> I'm not even an Alabama fan. So. Yeah, thanks. I'm right there with you. I, I really, I don't have a whole lot of insight. Right I just got, got a one-word answer. Damn That's it. Like, that, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll side, exactly. I'm not even a fan, but I just know for a fact that uh, – College football is not the same when Bama's not winning. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's good for the whole uh, college football scene as a whole. So, uh, it's been a couple years. It's been a minute. I think it's time for them to get back on top. And the way they've been playing, um, I don't see anybody stopping them. So, unless they get, like, a major outbreak, outbreak of COVID, you know, right near championship week, which if that happened, I think they would postpone it just so they could get healthy. Uh, I don't see anybody getting in their way, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I kind of want to go with Chad on this one. Uh, I, I like Ohio State a lot. Um, I like Justin Fields. Um, big fan of him since high school. Um, and then, like, when I was watching QB1 on Netflix, like, I was a big fan of that, and he was one of the stars on there. And um, I really like what he was about. Um, and just his path, the way he took. Uh, I watched a little bit of college football this year, um, but Alabama's always been solid. And, uh, of course, we expect them to be in the um, playoffs just because that's the norm for them. And Nick Saban is like – Nick Saban and Belichick are friends. So, I mean, what do you expect? Like, I, I expect them to continue to be great as the team shows in the record. Um, but, yeah, I think Ohio State has a more polished team, um, to be honest. I know they haven't played a lot more games than Bama has based on their conference, but I don't think that means anything either because they beat a lot of strong teams. Um, I think Jason Day, that's not the coach's name, right? That's not the coach's name, right? Ryan uh, Day. Ryan Talking Day. about damn golfing. Ryan Day. Anyway. Right. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> Ryan Day um, is a really good coach. Um, I think he was under Urban Meyer uh, tutelage. So I think he's a really good coach. And, you know, I think Ohio State has a good chance of getting that title this year. Um, a couple other teams I like to mention too: Coastal Carolina and BYU. Like they've been some like undercards that are actually ranked this year, and um, they've been pretty good as well too. Of course, they're never going to make the playoffs or get to that level or beat those teams to make the playoffs, but. Coach Carolina is 10-0, and um, BYU is 9-1. I thought those were interesting teams that were on the ranking list. Um, yeah, game of the year. I watched that game. That was the game, and that was why I said it. Watching that, 
I was like, man, these boys can ball. Like, they, and there was some real good studs on both sides of the uh, both sides of the ball on both teams, and, I, and it gave them a lot of exposure. So I'm glad they got that national televised game for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, as we're moving forward. Uh, we are heading into the end of our episode, but here in the nosebleeds, we do a little segment called Why You Mad? So basically what this segment is about, any frustration that you have sports-wise, either if it's your team losing by two, either if it was anything sports-related, that you know, you feel a little upset about. This is your time to vent about it. <laughs> this is your therapy session, man. You know what I'm saying? If you have it. Oh man. We don't judge over here. Marcus, you, Mar- Mar- Marcus, you want to talk about your football team first or mine? He's a Panthers fan. Look, I gotta go through. My basketball team, I got to go through my college team. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chad. I'm going to let you go first. All right. So, um, of course, you know, living in Charlotte, uh, you root for the Panthers. Of course. C-Mac. We're coming back this week. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not for real? Not for real, bro. Quad injury in practice. Oh, yeah, he's not coming back. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is that what you're gonna say, bro? Bro, the Panthers is done. No, no, I'm no, but no, that dude. I'm I'm sorry. He was he, honestly, if I was him and I was, uh, gosh, what the hell's his name? I don't even know my own coach's name anymore. Uh, yeah, there we go, Matt Rule. Man, Woo. Uh Sit him. Bench him the rest of the year. Keep him healthy. Um, no, I want to talk about uh, – let's see. The, the, the one-point loss to the Vikings, um, the, the the blowout to Tampa, the, um, uh, the the loss to every other team that was lost to by two points. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie, bro. There, there's so much. No, honestly – uh, the game against Minnesota last week was horrendous. You know, you you hit old buddy, you get the penalty, he drives down the field, scores a touchdown, right? Okay. Uh, but before that, though, Chad Beebe, he fumbled. We're on the 10. We're on the 10. And we can't score. And we can't score. And we get a – we kick a field goal. We're up by six. All you gotta do is just stop him. Is Kirk Cousins? We should have been able to stop him, but of course, you know, and no Adam Thielen. That was the other thing, bro. There was no Adam Thielen. No Adam Thielen. Don't get me wrong, Justin Jefferson. My God, offensive rookie of the year, hands down. But I mean, that dude eats. Passes like it's nothing. You like that? And you know, the thing that I saw him coming. I mean, the thing that I saw him coming out of college was, was it Burrow that was making him? But no, it's not. It was him making him. And that's and that's why, I mean, I, I can't I can't say anything else, bro. It, the Panthers just light the trash on fire and we would keep it going. <laughs> All right, Chad. I mean, uh, Marquise, uh, what you got? You got like a couple minutes. Maybe less than that. 
Okay. Marcus Aldridge. <laughs> I was I was gonna save this for my Instagram, but because you allowed us to come on your show, I'm gonna say it right here. So we all saw Paul George get the five year contract this year, right? Okay. <laughs> Bro, if Paul George is listening, your son. <laughs> in game seven, you hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> and then first of all, I need your agent. Cause your agent's slick. You know how hard that is to sell. Yo, I know you I know my dude just hit the side of a backboard in game seven when y'all needed me to show needed him to show up. But just go ahead and slide him that 226 mil and I guarantee you he's gonna show up. Nah, fam. The pressure is on if him and Kawhi. Matter of fact, let me get on Kawhi too. All that junk you was talking about LeBron last year. Yeah, talking about the king is mm-hmm. here. Bro. No. And all that stuff, Terminator. <laughs> right, he was pulling up. Yeah, no, no. I don't want to hear none of that. Uh, uh, Load management? Uh, uh. Load management? Bro, I want to see the defensive Kawhi from San Antonio and the offensive Kawhi from Toronto all in one season. Like, that's like the expectations are here, and both of them need to show up. $226 million, and you hitting the side of backboards. Shit. We all should go try out. Oh, yeah. What's up? Clippers, I'm down. I'm down money at this point. What's up, Steve? I mean, but, but, not, but not even, bro. But not even that though. But like for like for Jr. to hold the ball, and while LeBron is staring at him, and he's just sitting there like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Uh, and for him to be able to come back onto a team, but bro, but for him to, to come back onto a team that is winning. And get a ring, blows my mind. Hey, Jr. For one, he's a really good finesser, and he knows how to finesse himself into some wins, into some chips. So uh, that's one thing I respect about Jr. So that, but that's definitely been a good thing. What's up? One more thing off my chest. This is this is from Baltimore. Now I got to look real into the camera. Hey, go ahead and get the camera. I need, I need all, I need the veins to be popping out your forehead. Yeah, everybody that works for the Baltimore Ravens organization, if y'all got any kind of common sense, because right now the the player, the Super Bowl wishes is a wash. It's clear that we ain't ready. Lamar ain't ready. It's cool, but you know what the main problem is? We need a damn number one receiver. I'm Marquise Brown is good. He's a speedster. He can take the top off the defense. It's perfectly fine. We need a big physical receiver. Yep. Could have made a move to get DeAndre Hopkins. Could have. Could have made that happen. Justin Jefferson was in the draft. <laughs> Could have made something happen to get him. Nah, fam. We just going to let Lamar say, oh, there's no deep, there's no number one receiver. I'm just running the ball. I'm I'm the new age Michael Vick. Nah. I don't need a, re, a recap of Cam Newton or RG3 in Baltimore. I don't want that to happen. Get this man a number one. Yeah, I got this. I've been What's screaming up? it since day one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, What's up? Yeah, but he, but he just quit. Get out of here. But he, but he just I quit. Even, I don't even hear that. Ooh, but yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, this is another uh, part of our episode that we do. We always do trivia. Um, every episode that we ever make. You know what I'm saying? We got some trivia questions to check some, you know, everyone's knowledge on here. And, you know, for the viewers to kind of learn something after they listen to you know what I'm saying? So, 
I'm going to get right into this trivia. I got three questions and a bonus question for y'all. So, first question is, what team won the very first NBA game? The very first NBA game. Is it A, Chicago Bulls, B, New York Knicks, C, Philadelphia Warriors, or is it D, Toronto Huskies? You got 10 seconds. Philadelphia Warriors. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with D because I don't know. I'm about to say these all sound like hockey teams to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 when in doubt, go with C. So whoever C was, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, y'all both are right. Uh, C, Philadelphia Warriors. Okay. Like he was so he was so confident when you said like, like you must be like a history guru, bro. Because I remember the last episode we were talking, you knew some old school players. So, yeah, y'all right. It was C, Philadelphia Warriors, first NBA game. Let's go to number two. Who scored the first? Three pointer in the NBA history. Very first three pointer. Was it A, Larry Bird? B, Wes Unseld? C, Chris Ford? Or D, Gene Stump? Y'all need the answers again. Gene Stump. I need. I think it. I, I was gonna say. I think it sounds. I, I, I think. think it, yeah. I was like, gonna go D. Gene Stump. What do you think, Corey? That's the only person that sounds like you made him up. So I'm gonna go him. Gene Stump. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually C. Chris Ford. Uh, Chris Ford. He was a. He was a person who. Um, we got the buzzer going, man. We got the buzzer at all. <laughs> Very first person to score a three-pointer in the NBA. Um, moving forward, who is the all-time leading scorer in men college basketball? Is it A, Freeman Williams? B, Larry Bird? C, Pistol Pete, or D, Steph Curry? Or D, Steph Curry. Pistol Pete. A was Morgan Freeman. Bro, y'all making me look <laughs> absolutely stupid right now. Freeman Williams. I don't Williams. know basketball, but, I, but, but I'm going to go with Pistol Pete. That just sounds like a name that he can score buckets. <laughs> Pistol Pete. Uh, I know that for. Uh, I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with uh, Freeman. Uh, I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with uh, Freeman. Okay. Um, yeah, man. They're right. Pistol Pete. Yeah, C. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Pistol Pete. Um, he actually holds the record for men's college um, all scoring leader with 3,667 points. Um, now, if you were to ask yeah, me, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was just throw that out there. <laughs> so, yeah, Pistol Pete. And this is a bonus question just because, you know, it's all four of us on here. So, I thought four questions were uh, good for today. Um, so, what year did the college football playoff start? What year did the college football playoff start? Was it A, 2012? 
2013, B, 2015, C, 2014, or D, 2016? I'm going to say 14. 2013 was A, B, 2015, C, 2014, or D, 2016? I'm going to say 16. I don't, it's pretty recent. I'm going to say 16. I think Chad was the only person I was right. 14? Nah, bro, because yeah, because yeah, man, 2014, yeah, I, I remember very first college football player. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because no, honestly, because that that was when because that was when Alabama started like the right. ultimate tier, yeah, pretty much. And like, I don't, I think it was if it was, if it wasn't 14, it was like 15 or 16 was when um that Auburn. That Auburn returned for like 109 yeah. yards to beat that Alabama. Was 14. Yeah, I remember exactly where that's, I was at when that happened. Yeah, bro. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, bro. Because I, I say because I was working with Alabama fans. Yeah. I don't even like. I didn't even yeah, like Auburn, like, but I, I was like chanting more eagle to my voice. For sure. Yeah. I didn't care. Bro. I remember that. But, that, but that's yeah, what, was, that's why I it remember. It was 13 or 14 because I remember I was at. Yeah, I was in college my last year, and it was around that time yeah. when that happened. So. That was 14. Yep. Okay, that was like right after I graduated high school too, which was 13. So like I, I remember that game. To my brain, and I'll take fifty percent. I don't know nothing about basketball. I'll take fifty percent. Oh man, but hey, y'all, this was this was dope. Um, the very first time we've done this with four people, um, especially being on someone else's podcast that we didn't know. Y'all are cool folks. Um, I appreciate y'all joining us, and um, definitely gonna be supporting each other, you know, through this journey. And uh, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all. And then we appreciate y'all and coming in. Sir. Once again, everybody, we're going to be out. Um, this is another episode for From the Nosebleed. Tune in. Yeah, man. Hey, this was dope, y'all. Um, like I said before, thank y'all for joining us. Um, we're going to get everything edited and 